What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for episode 19 of season two of Hit the Books. We have a wonderful episode ahead as we inch closer to the NFL playoffs and continue to crank out our weekly analysis of each and every game of the NFL slate. And this week is no different. Getting things started this week with a little news from around the other leagues. But first, let's introduce my co-host this week. We just have Ace and Mackie Huff off doing his own little thing tonight. Um, But Mackie, let's start off with you. I hope you had a good Christmas, my man. What's going on? Yeah, uh, holidays went well. Um, had a really solid week last last week until the Colts screwed me on Monday Night Football. Um, guess I was just all over the wrong side that game. It is what it is. It happens. Um, still, still positive over ten units in the season. So, um, yeah, overall not a bad week. What's good with you guys, Ace. How'd you do? Yeah, Ace. What are you up to, buddy? Uh, nothing much. Just uh, getting past the holidays, getting ready for the new year. Um, ready for one last episode of uh, 2022, which should be pretty cool. But yeah, tough, tough beats to end the weekend. Was up all week uh, going into Sunday and Monday night football and the primetime games really killing me. I think it was Tom Brady. I've been riding that train all year long and it just keeps crashing me into oblivion. So maybe I should stay away from it. But who knows? I mean, he's going to be in the playoffs and once he gets there, that's always a tough spot to be in. So That'll be interesting to watch. Um, other than that, been really uh, honing in on the NHL and NBA lately too, as those leagues have been picking up uh, around the holidays is when you see those leagues start to get hot. So my Bruins have been doing well, so hopefully I can uh, pick it up like them on my personal NFL card. And we've really been hitting it on our uh, NHL card as well, and an NBA card. I know Mackie and Huff really carry that NCAA card. So uh, yeah, definitely stay tuned, ready to talk some sports and uh, get rolling this week. Yes, good stuff there, boys. Lots of good stuff in line for today, especially from around the other leagues. So let's jump into some of that. The first one I got is the Argentine, the Argentinian captain Lionel Messi has confirmed that the final of Qatar 2022 will be his last ever at a FIFA World Cup. Sitting there at 35 years old, he's probably hit that mark, but what a successful career for him uh, in the FIFA world. We have Tyler Hoffenagel joining the chat. Yeah, well, I didn't even, I didn't see even that. notice him. Let's go. <laughs> hey, Huff, say Huff something. In the car. We got Huff in the car with us. Can I? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm recording. Oh, Craig's like recording calling on a radio. <laughs> call, calling in from the car. Um, big fan of the show, guys. Just wanted to call in and let you guys know you're killing it so far. Um, I was kind of seeing how long it took you guys to notice I was here. I thought me and Mackie made eye contact at one point, but I guess it was just me. Um, yeah, that's, that's really all I got to say. Not Tough week in the NFL. If this is going to be on the pod, tough week in the NFL for me. Started out pretty good and then just absolutely shot myself in the foot on Christmas Day. Uh, tough, tough slate. Hit the Packers, but Baker, I, I totally doubted Baker in that afternoon game on Christmas and he just lit up that Broncos defense. Obviously, what was it like, fifty-one to fourteen? Got the head coach fired. Um, had the under in the first half and the Baker passing yards. Not a good look for me on Christmas Day, but um, not a bad week. I think I lost like 0.5 units, but never want to be in the negative side of things. So, um, looking to bounce back next week. Obviously, I'm not going to be fully on this episode, but um, stay tuned for all my plays coming closer to this weekend. Obviously, Thursday night football we got tonight, so. Uh, might be getting a playoff for tonight, but obviously we'll see that on uh, on the social media. So I don't know about you guys. Have you gotten into this game yet or no? No, not yet. We're just going through some stuff um, in the other leagues. Talking about Messi, his last 
World Cup final here, or World Cup in general. Some other good stuff down the line. Yeah, gotcha. Last World Cup. Love the surprise ever appearance. Win, though. Yeah, huff. I got the notification. I got the notification. I was like, I wonder if this will even make it on the episode if I join. <laughs> oh, it'll make it. <laughs> All right, that's Editors, please you note that. Do. Thank you. <laughs> All righty. Great surprise. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Go ahead, Huff. Go ahead. I'll keep rolling. I, I can chill for a little bit. All right. Well, here, let's jump into some NBA. Christmas Day was a big day for the NBA, as always. Five games on the slate for that. 76ers taking down the Knicks. Mavs over the Lakers. Celtics over the Bucks. Warriors over the Grizzlies. And Nuggets taking down the Suns by only three. We had four on the card as one of our picks. But we did cash the triple-double for Jokic at plus 175. You guys got anything on that? Our Christmas Day special. Doing really well last year. Doing all right this year. What do you guys say? I got absolutely waxed on NBA Christmas Day this year. Um, last year, we killed it. I think we went 4-1. and one. This year, I just did not read the board right. I had the Bucks plus 5, absolute L. Celtics blew them out at home. That was a bad play. Um, and then the most frustrating part about that Nuggets play was the line was like 3, and then I looked again. It was 3.5, and, and then we took the 4. So we could have got the push, but uh, that's what you get putting the plays out. It's kind of late, so... When you see the number and you like it, you got to lock it in because that shit's going to move most of the time. Yeah, Huff, I couldn't agree more. And uh, you and I were talking throughout the day about all those NBA games. We wanted to get some action in, but we were caught up with football and then the festivities themselves. Then we finally decided to get one in at the end of the night. And um, it it, it ended up working out uh, halfway. I mean, the the Nuggets should have covered tough beat there, but the Joker really showing up um, and covering that triple-double with a fat line of plus 175. We should have taken that point over prop, too. I mean, he crushed yeah. it that night. He put up, like, what, 50-plus? Could, could we be seeing the first – I don't know. I think this has to be the first. The first – he could be the first back-to-back-to-back MVP. I mean, I know Luka's putting up a case right now, but right now Jokic is my bid for NBA MVP, third to third year in a row. I mean, yeah, I, think I think the only way that he doesn't really get it is if people are like, all right, three times in a row is a little too much. Because yeah. he definitely well, deserves it. Like, and what's at this crazy point in the is, season, you know how many... Go ahead. At this point in the season, he's definitely... He, he should be the front runner. Yeah. I haven't looked at the betting odds for, like, who's the favorite and all that stuff. I didn't really even look at much going into this season. I knew Luca. I think Luca was the favorite headed into this season. Um, But, I don't know. Jokic, he's literally doing shit that we've never seen a big man do. And he does it in ways that, like, like I've said, he's just so, like... You would never expect him to be putting up the numbers that he is, and he just continues to do it on a night-in and night-out basis. But I don't know. That dude's he, – he literally – he's one of the most fun, if not the most fun players to watch in the NBA. But back to what you said, kind of like if they think three years in a row is too much, you know how many years LeBron won like an MVP, missed a year, and then won another one? Where that gap year, he probably was the MVP, but they didn't give it to him because of the back-to-back and all that bullshit with him. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I agree with I agree with you both completely. I mean, I think he definitely will deserve it statistically. I mean, his feats are, are unmatched, but I, I can't see them going back to back to back three times in a row. Like you said, Huff, LeBron James was hosed out of that award. I'm sure there's other countless players we could name that could have deserved back to back or multiple MVP awards being hosed over just because they like to spread the wealth a bit. Um, other guys to look at, definitely Luka and Tatum. I've looked at the odds recently. Tatum's up there at like, who I think I was gonna say Tatum's, Tatum's probably third. Morant, Morant's probably up there. 
Yeah, I think it's Luca and Tatum, um, besides the Joker, are the two that have been really the odds-on favorites. And I've seen a lot of uh, people taking those odds because they're still f- sitting pretty good. I mean, now's a good time to throw. If you if you keep waiting, the odds for everybody are just going to keep getting worse. Um, I don't know, Jesse, if you have those NBA MVP odds up, if you could grab those quick. But it's- I've seen a lot of... A lot of people. I feel like we don't see many guards win. Like, obviously, you think of like the greats, like Curry, Kobe, and Jordan. But like, you think about the MVP award, it's usually like a small forward, forward guy that can do it all, like Giannis, KD, LeBron. You have to stuff the stat sheet. You you can't just be a point scorer or a big assist guy. You have to be able to get those rebounds too. And I think guys like that can really stuff the stats with the triple doubles. I mean, you had Russell Westbrook do it before, but he's. He's an outcast or outlier. Yeah. From uh, it's also yeah, the time with the big man recently with like you know yeah, Giannis, Jokic, and like all these front runners. Even like Embiid, he's always run, he's a runner up. He's still a center. I mean, it's just the time with the big man right now. They're just putting up crazy numbers, and obviously it's a lot easier for them just sitting under the rim. Their, their shooting percentage is way higher. Um, shit like that. I feel like stats are a little inflated for them too. But I mean, that's just how it is right now. So yeah, if they're putting up the numbers, kind of hard not to give it to them, especially with the way. Jokic has been playing, obviously Giannis, how dominant he is. These guys are way too dominant to not, year in, year out, be um, in the conversation for MVP, in my opinion. Yeah. Let me run through these yeah, uh, regular season like- MVP odds real quick. Jason Tatum in the lead here on FanDuel at plus 340. Giannis at plus 390. Luka at plus 390. Jokic at plus 480. Kevin Durant at plus 850. And Embiid at plus 1,000 to round up. Round off our top six there. Which KD one was your mind value. the most out of KD got some good value, especially with that uh, yeah. he's rolling right now. I'd what say was... Giannis because he's had injury problems throughout the season too. No. Who Giannis? Yeah, he hasn't played much. I was surprised to hear him up there. I mean, I think it, what I've been following all year, it's been a two-man race between Luca and Jason Tatum. It's up to them. Yeah, Tatum's up there too. Obviously, they want to give it to Tatum. Thanks. So they really don't. It, they but... really don't think Jokic is going to get the three P. They're they're That's gonna do everything the, they can to the not odds. give it to him. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. But I mean, if it's like clear, I mean, sometimes it's just nothing. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah, sometimes you just can't argue the stats. Like, well, Tatum and Doncic are so young. I mean, obviously they're having great years, and we've seen their success throughout their whole career. But uh, I feel like they have to just sustain the tempo they're playing at right now if they really want to secure that award. But I think the league really wants to give it to one of those young stars. Crazy! I didn't realize Tatum is the favorite. Oh, he drops 35-plus a night in their first place. And when they were, like, five games ahead of every other team in the league, he, his uh, stock was a lot higher as well. But, um, I mean, yeah, he's just a baller. He's also a, a nice face of the league, in my opinion. Yeah, same with Luka. I think it's going to be him or Luka this yeah, year. If you got to throw money. I'd say now would be the time, too, if you're going to take those bets. Cause those odds I like the value on Luka sliding down a little bit because the Mavs aren't that good of a team. After that historic performance the other night, what do you have? Six. He was the first player in NBA history with fifty plus points and uh, twenty plus yeah, yeah, rebounds t- since Wilt Chamberlain, 60, I believe. 60, was, 21, and ten or something. It yep. was the first ever sixty point, twenty rebound triple double. That's yeah, I heard, on, he's not, I heard it on a radio dude, the other you, day. Someone was saying that last time someone even had. See the last two minutes world. of that game. Is that the did one guys, where they came back with uh it, they were down nine with like thirty six seconds? Yeah, left? yeah. Dude, it was like Tracy McGrady thirteen points in however many seconds. Like he did not, miss. he did not miss the last two minutes of that game. He made every single point for the Mavericks. They were at the line, 
down two. He had one here. He goes to the line. They're down three. He gets two free throws. Makes the first one. Intentionally misses the second one. And it comes hits right the back. Rebound. It's it. I'm like, dude, yeah. this guy can't miss right now. And then he went to overtime. And- I mean, that's that's what we expect from Luka Doncic, really, in my opinion. Really, he's from what Slovakia, Slovakian. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I saw a highlight the other day. Ever since he was on the scene as a 16-year-old for Team Slovakia playing against Russell Westbrook in the OKC Thunder, in Russell Westbrook's uh, MVP year, there's clips of 16-year-old Luka getting to the rack, getting assists, getting buckets, and getting some stops on defense against the uh, MVP, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, um, that performance against the Knicks, like that play that sent it to overtime was single-handedly the most impressive sports thing I've ever seen in my entire life the way that he did that like that was incredible what he's done yeah it'd definitely be interesting to see who secures that towards the end of the year all right boys I'm about to sign off good luck the rest of the episode I didn't really plan on hopping on but I'm glad I did and I'll, I'll catch you guys later good all stuff right, Huff thanks for joining thanks for the surprise appearance peace peace later. yes good stuff from Tyler Huffnagel coming to us from the car Let's move forward to some college football news. First up is Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman is transferring to Notre Dame for the 2023 season. Good move there for uh, Notre Dame, picking up a solid quarterback there. Yeah, definitely better to go to one of those big new schools like Notre Dame just to help rise that draft stock. I mean, obviously Wake Forest, no slouch, but just going to a, a bigger, more premier school that get you those better NIL deals and then higher pick in the draft. Yeah, he's been a baller for Wake Forest for a few years now, so uh, I think it's a nice move for him to transfer to Notre Dame, get a little more recognition out over there. Absolutely. And next up, we have the University of Colorado staying loaded up as wide receiver and cornerback Travis Hunter announces his transfer from Jackson State to Boulder to rejoin forces with head coach Deion Sanders. Another pickup there by Sanders. He's just cleaning house, making his moves, doing what he thinks right. What do you guys think? about Colorado, University of Colorado Boulder. I think that's that's exactly what we expected. I mean, you got to feel for the fan for the fans, for the people that go to Jackson State and whatnot. They thought that Prime was really building that program, but instead he's just getting ready to build his own success in the uh, coaching realm. And then he brings along some of his studs with him. So I feel like we're going to see a lot more transfers end up there and a lot more recruits end up going there just for that name. Uh, Brandon really put Colorado in. Yeah, I mean, you see what he's bringing there already. Obviously, he's bringing that uh, Travis Hunter guy who was the number one overall player in the world coming out of high school. So, um, yeah, Colorado's going to be coming off a terrible year last year, and obviously they haven't been very good in the past at all. They, this, they're definitely on the rise right now. Um, Colorado can be a contender in the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun to watch him on the sidelines in a more premier school. For sure. Going to be a really good college football season coming up after these bowl games and national championship, whatnot. All right, let's jump over to the NFL. It's time. The first point I got here, some news from the league. Three-time defensive player of the year, defensive end J.J. Watt, announces his retirement at the end of this season. Big, interesting point there. Um, Not sure what to say. I liked him. TJ, TJ's brother's a good dude. Lots of good stuff coming out of that family. Ace, what do you think about this one? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we kind of expect this with all the injuries uh, coming throughout his career, but great player. I mean, 
maybe you guys saw the clips online. I think he's probably retiring so he can go play some hockey in the NHL, former uh, <laughs> stud hockey player. But no, I um, did see that. Definitely Hall, fall, first ballot Hall of Famer. So uh, sad he couldn't get a ring or anything like that. Never really ring chased, in my opinion. So yeah, great career. Fun to watch. Missed those days of him as a Texan when he was fully healthy. Yeah, definitely. Hell of a player. Um, it, it is somebody that you would like to see have a ring, too. All-around good player. Never really been in any trouble or anything. Um, respect his game, obviously. One of the best to ever do it. But, uh, yeah, it sucks he never got a ring. Never really had the chance. I guess that one year um, when Texans blew that 24-3 to lead to the Chiefs in the uh, AFC Championship game, that was his only chance, but... Uh, Even then. Yeah. Yes, very successful career for him, despite all his injuries, but hope all the best for him. And another point that we will get into here later as well, the Denver Broncos released their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, after his 4-11 start with premier quarterback Russ Wilson. Big move there for the Broncos here at the end of the season, obviously not doing well at all, all season. Uh, Russ Wilson throwing as many touchdowns as he has toilets in his home. So, not much to look forward to, to there. But you guys got anything on that before we jump into some of these games? Yeah, um, honestly, just everything about this team that everybody predicted was just off. Um, obviously, it was his first year. Bringing in a new quarterback, bringing in a new coach, they had a lot of expectations, but uh, both of them sold. Um, so, this is a lot of people's coach of the year pick and obviously he was nowhere near that getting fired in week 16 17 um just uh just a bummer performance you don't like to see it but uh maybe they can do something else next year or somebody new yeah i mean this has been coming for what since like week one i feel like uh, <laughs> we've been calling for this execution of uh, a coaching position for a while and it's about time i mean now we'll truly see next year if it's russell wilson nathaniel hackett is the problem so I'm hoping in the offseason they can get someone to come in. Don't know who that will be exactly. I know there's murmurs of uh, Sean Payton or some ex-coach being drifted around there. But uh, we really have to see the work that they put in to be a relevant team next year with high expectations coming into this year. <laughs> Yo, Ace, how about those sends, baby? I love yeah, the church I before the game. You jinxed it yourself. Yeah, no, everybody was saying that, but we got holes. I mean, they they got a goal disallowed, and there's another goal that they should have had too many men. So we'll take a Tal point, though. Yo, Talbot wanted that one. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm surprised we fucking tied it up late. Guy was playing out of his mind. I saw the shots then, for like double and a half. That's a trap game, though, because did you see we played uh, New Jersey last night, and we handled them again 3-1. to one. Yeah, um, you know you're 0-3 in Canada. Well, not 0-3. I guess you have OT losses, but... You're 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 winless in Canada. Yeah, we lost to the Jets straight up. Then we lost to the the Sens like seven. Sens seven five seven five. It was. It was six five though. The whole game. It was a one goal game and an empty netter or something like that. We were down yeah, like figure. six two going into the third, and then uh, yeah, OT lost the other day. I think the Bergeron goal being disallowed really changed the pace, and they got a couple of power play and odd that uh over five players on the ice goal. Just a tough scene, but luckily the Sens aren't in the playoff picture, so I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> yeah, seems to be the only team that has your number. Right. Trap games is all, in my opinion. And they don't play Olmark against them. Right. Sway did play a hell of a game, though, especially in the overtime. Mm. 
What about in the first period? I don't know if you watched the first period. I didn't watch years. the first period. I was just watching. He probably had like seven breakaway saves in the first period. Did he? Yeah. Holy he's shit. gross on the he's gross on the breakaway. That's where we trust him. But Olmark's a better goalie straight up, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, I, he he also had an incredible game yesterday. Um, mm. you see that save that that uh, NHL posted? Yeah, the one where he had the split save across the crease. No, it wasn't even that one. It was the one where he like threw his blocker up in a desperation. It was yeah, uh, but he was like he was spread on the ground when he. I did guess it. he was kind of. I guess yeah. he was kind of spread. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was gross. He. he he, I heard the second half of the game on the radio, and literally the radio call Bruins are elite because you always hear, Oh, Mark, with a save! And then you hear, <laughs> you hear like a Bruins goal, and you hear him cover the puck line more times than not, so that's even better. <laughs> that's not have anything to do with the broadcast. <laughs> no, I know, but still. Literally Just nothing. Just getting your point across. Just getting your point yeah. across. Yeah, literally. It's, it's uh-huh. sick. Like, I, like... You know how much, like, I don't know, whenever I take puck lines, it's a one-goal game with, like, less than five left. I'm like, oh, good. Now I get to sweat this. But the fucking Bruins have been pulling it up. Like, when they go down on an empty net and miss the net, that fucking pisses me off. Yo, Ace, how about, uh, how about since I said Vegas is 14-2-1 on the road, they're on fucking two? Did they end up losing the other day? Yeah, Yeah. they lost to the Ducks last night, and they lost two nights ago. When we had them on the card, they lost that game. I went to sleep, and they yeah, were up a goal or to two. To the Kings. They, no, lost. they, they lost. lost their shit. It's so annoying. We are getting an NHL playout. Um, it's late now. Is it late now? Alrighty, let's jump into our Week 17 slate. Lots of good games coming up here after a very interesting week last week with Christmas and all that going on. I got a trend to start us off here for the week that underdogs began the season 85, 62, and 3, hitting at 57.8% against the spread through 10 weeks. Since then, they are 45 and 43 and 2 against the spread, but the money line is where the damage has been done. The money line underdogs this season, weeks 11 through 16, are 24, 65, and 1, only hitting at 27%. $100 better would be down $3,100. But for weeks 1 through 10, they're 60, 89, and 1, hitting at 40.3%. A $100 better would be up just over $1,800. So hitting positive there early in the season, but late here, not looking good. Week 11 is the second worst showing for Moneyline underdogs in the last 20 years. Very, very interesting stat there to get us going on week 17. Let's jump into our first game here on Sunday. The Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 1 o'clock. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are our favorite at minus 3. Their money line sitting at minus 176, and the over-under sitting at 40.5. For the Bucs to clinch the NFC South title, all they need is a win here this week against the Panthers. But that's all I got. Let's spend it over to you, Mackie. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're looking at one thing, and it's Tom Brady in a game in a playoff clinching scenario against a pretty inferior opponent. I know neither team has has been very good. Obviously, Carolina has been a little better than the Bucks. Um, they have a little hope right now. I think they're coming off a nice win. Sam Darnold um, has been playing pretty well for them as well. But I mean, they just don't have enough to beat Tom Brady in this situation. Even if they're up twelve points late late in the fourth quarter, Tom Brady. He's done it twice this year. Let a two touchdown drives in a row to um, sneak out a win against another like an inferior opponent, like they just did against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, 
probably a low-scoring game. I do like uh, the under in this game, especially in a, div- in a divisional matchup. Sitting at 40.5 right now. Um, yeah, I'm just, I just don't see the Bucks lose in this game. I think they cover the three-point spread as well. Ace, what do you think? Oh, you know I think the Bucks cover the three-point spread, but the thing is, like, they've been burning me so much this year. Like, how yeah, many I don't know how you can I, take them. How many times can I keep putting Tom Brady on the card? I guess it's ingrained in my head as a child that Tom Brady is going to always cover the spread and win every week, but he's not doing that this year. But he still has a chance at another ring, so that's crazy. But um, I think we're going to get this more into this more throughout the episode is like the poor NFL QB play we've seen this year and the talent across the league. Now we get to see um, Sam Darnold at the helm versus Tom Brady. What's crazy to me is he's being praised. I was watching in Good or Good Morning Football or whatever, Wake Up with the NFL today, and um, they were they were praising how Sam Darnold is quick with his play action fakes and he's looked good. <laughs> that guy is terrible in my opinion. Yeah, and yeah, I a bunch agree. Of but others quarterbacks, terrible. Yeah. I agree, but he has looked good and he's getting some wins with that Carolina team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that shows for... you how bad everybody else is though for saying that he looks good. He hasn't looked bad. <laughs> I agree. And he had the he had the tools coming out of college, but he's not an NFL starting quarterback. Um, I know that they still have a chance at the playoffs, and this one would be huge for them. But uh, I see no chance of them winning this game. Um, they've been relying on Foreman and Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard to uh, eat on the ground with that dual headed attack. <clears throat> and um, the Bucks defense is very stout against the run. All those names we've seen them since their Super Bowl runs, um, all over the field shutting down the run. Devin White in particular. So I think it's going to be tough sledding for them, and uh, Brady does just enough to win again. Probably put up three or four field goals, and maybe he finds a way to throw a touchdown again to Rasheed White, who's been coming onto the scene, that rookie running back. But yeah, I like the Bucks minus three here. Probably an underplay. I think Mackey's been hammering unders on Bucks games this year, and they've been going through for him. Very profitable. Um, yeah, uh, this is definitely a game where you could see the f- the field goal prop over one and a half field goals. Bucks are definitely a team with heavy with uh, heavy field goal props. They, who's, who's that kicker know, on Tampa thinking. Bay? I always see his name. Ryan, Suck- kick. Ryan, Suckup. Ryan Suckup. Yep. Consistent. He's, he's, consistent. He, yeah, he's consistent. He's accurate. And, and he's only got a 25, 35-yarder. So. Are they in Tampa? Uh, they are in Tampa. Yeah, so you're in Raymond James. Obviously, it's a lot easier to kick a field goal there than probably the wind in Carolina. Yeah, I just don't think Carolina has what it takes to dethrone the uh, back-to-back division champion so i think the bucks get the job done here and cover that three points being a cowboys fan i was really hoping they were going to lose that game last week the playoff scenario for them would be a lot harder than it is now i think they needed to win out and hope for a lot oh they're both against um both against divisional opponents so i think they just need to win out but it definitely would have been a much harder road to to that divisional title if they lost last week obviously tom brady wasn't losing that game though yeah no Tom Brady always does just enough, so I think he he covers this one. At some point, you think he's gonna get a nice, comfortable win and show he's true Tom Brady, but uh, I don't I don't think we're gonna see it this year. I think everything's gonna be a sweat, and you got to see he's got to struggle every single game. Maybe break an iPad or two. Do you think uh, we're, there's a better chance of us seeing a no sweat box win or seeing Rob Gronkowski sign just as the playoff starts to beat the Cowboys? <laughs> Rob Gronkowski signing because that that screams Cowboys playoffs. Yep. Rob Gronkowski, I mean, I don't think he comes back, but that'd be interesting to see and would be a huge lift for this team. The Bucks just aren't contenders, so it's just useless this year. What are you going to come back for, to lose in the playoffs? 
playoff game and lose in the playoffs, maybe you get one win against a choking Dallas Cowboys. I mean, in my opinion, this is the the weakest the NFL field has been for playoff teams. It's kind of wide open for anybody. So if he came back, who knows? Anybody could get the job done. But yeah, I don't think that the they're not my pick to win the bowl this year. All right, I'm done talking about Tom Brady. I hate him. Yes, enough nope. about the Carolina Panthers and Tom Brady. Carolina Panthers and the Bucks and Tom Brady. So let's move forward to this next one, another 1 o'clock matchup, the Cleveland Browns at the Washington Commanders. Commanders are the favorite here at minus 1.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 130, and the over-under sitting at 40.5. The Commanders could clinch a playoff berth here with a win, a Seattle loss, a Detroit loss, and a Green Bay loss or tie. So, you know, left hand up. Let's send it over to Ace. What do you think about this one, Ace? Another 1 o'clock. Well, the first thing I think uh, we should really address with this game is the fact that Ron Rivera has decided to go with Carson Wentz over Taylor Heineke. I know Mackey's been high on Heineke um, probably throughout his career. I mean, I'm, I'm not too low on him either. But it's interesting to see him go with Wentz in this spot, especially coming off the injury. Um, team playing pretty decently. What do you think about that, Mackey? Wentz starting over... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Heineke kept that spot as Wentz got healthy because he was winning, and you know he's zero two in his last two, oh two and one in his last three, I think. But um, yeah, I mean he's not getting the job done now, so you gotta you gotta give it give it give the um, throw him back over to Carson Wentz, see what he could do. This is a game you have to win. I think I think they'll win this game. I think they can beat the Browns on their home field and in a chance to. Uh, you said they can clinch after the, if they win. Uh, yeah, they need they need a win, but they need Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay to also lose. Hmm. Well, yeah, I do think the Commanders find a way to win this game. The Browns don't really have much going for them. Deshaun Watson hasn't looked very good. Um, obviously, a brutal second half last week to uh, the Saints. We lost a unit on that one on the team card. I just don't like this Browns team. I don't like the way that they're playing with Deshaun Watson. I feel like they don't trust him. I, I think they're better with Jacoby Brissett. Um, Commanders will get this win, I think, on their home field. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson needs a full off season with that team to really make some noise. That you can see his inefficiencies of not playing for over what seven hundred days. Yeah, um, something like that. And I, I think the Saints' defense is pretty comparable to the Washington Commanders, and they have a lot more to play for on their home field. Um, two points shouldn't be much for them. I mean, the Browns are a weird team though, and if they play the game right, I know Nick Chubb is fractured foot or whatever, but. Uh, he says he's going to play through it. I, I I still like the Commanders here. Minus 130 money line is actually a really nice uh, play, in my opinion. Um, I think they should get the job done at home and really keep skating towards a playoff berth. Um, too many options outside, I think. I think this Browns defense is very weak, especially uh, in their secondary. And there's too many options for uh, Washington. Jahan Dotson having another second-season revival. I know that rookie we were high on at the beginning of the year. He's kind of faded off in the last <laughs> few weeks. He's, he's turned up a bit. He was really Heineke's favorite option, so I'm eager to see what Wentz does with him. But you still have uh, McLaurin and Samuel, and then Brian Robinson coming off of being shot in the leg. So they got the mojo to get it done. I like them minus two this week at home. Uh, yeah, let's roll commanders. Maybe we could see this on the team card. Get back at our Browns getting a loss for us on the team card last week and take Washington here. Yeah, another tight matchup here with some... Uh interesting lines that are pretty achievable so we'll see what happens there in that one o'clock matchup the next up is the new orleans saints at the philadelphia eagles 
Eagles are the favorite. Yeah, are the favorite here at minus six and a half. Their money line sitting at minus three hundred, and the over/under sitting at forty-two and a half. The Eagles can clinch an NFC East division title with a Philadelphia win this week, or a Dallas loss or tie. As well as lo- along with that, Philadelphia can clinch the number one seed in the NFC, home field advantage, and the NFC's lone first round bye with a Philadelphia win, a Philadelphia tie, or a Philadelphia tie plus a Minnesota Vikings tie loss or tie, or a Dallas Cowboys loss or tie plus a Minnesota Vikings loss or tie. So lots of different scenarios for that one. Took me a while to read through those, but. Lots of good stuff there. Ace, what do you think about this matchup, Saints and Eagles? Such an interesting matchup, right? Um, Two big trade partners and uh, two conference rivals really going at it. And it's in Philadelphia. So right away my mind thinks that I'm going to be hammering that Eagles spread minus six, minus six and a half, whatever you got it at. And uh, not worrying at all, not overthinking it too much like Hoffs likes to say. Um, So that's what I might end up doing on Sunday. You're going to see my official card for a play on this if I even have one. But the thing to think about is it's such an important game for both squads because the the Saints really can do themselves a little justice here and grab a win against the Eagles because the Eagles have their first-round pick, right? So they, they could spite them a little bit. But at the same time, the Eagles are fighting for that uh, that home field advantage like Mackey's Cowboys desperately desire. And Jalen Hurts coming off the injury or being rested or whatnot, it's very important to monitor going into game time. Um but those Saints have been burning a lot of teams all year. That's a, that's a tough defense to, to sleep on, you know. Um, not a big fan of Andy Dalton. I think Miles Sanders probably has a decent game. I mean, that, that run defense is tough. But I don't know if I'm actually going to have a play on this game. But it will be a fun one to watch for sure. And I think it's going to be a lot more contested than people think. Mackie, what do you think? The Eagles are going to cover six against the Saints? or What's the word on Jalen Hurts? It's questionable. Um, I think if he plays, they're definitely able to cover a six-point spread here. That, that <clears> offense <throat> is just so electric, and that's the thing that keeps the Saints in, this, in in these games. It's the reason they were able to come back last week against the Browns is that defense is able to stifle um, offenses no matter what. But this Eagles offense is just too overpowering, and their scheme is just, with Jalen Hurts in, in there, is just too much. Um, I think they're definitely covering a six-point spread. Obviously, it will be a little higher if he ends up playing, but I think they can definitely run the score up on these guys. If he's not playing, I do like the Saints to cover a spread. I think Gardner Minshew uh, obviously put up some points in the Cowboys last week, but he had some help from his defense and got, got some good field position some, a few times. So he's able to do a little, but I, I don't I don't know. I don't really trust him to, uh, to cover a six-point spread. Could even blow a game. Yeah, that's, that's sketchy to me just because that defense is so good. I'm probably staying away, but injury updates on Hurts will be important. So definitely check out our socials for a play on this game and see if the Eagles can lock up the division at home. I think that's going to be a solid game for the Eagles as well. Six and a half points, I think, is no issue for them. All right, this next game is going to be a uh, snooze fest. The Arizona Cardinals at the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons are the favorite here at minus three. Their money line sitting at minus 176, and the over-under sitting at 42 and a half. Two teams, neither in the playoff. What do we think? Mackie, you want to start us off with this one? Yeah, um... I mean, it's Colt McCoy versus Desmond Ritter, correct? So, yeah. we have. Uh, I mean, we just saw we just saw what Colt McCoy did last week with. Uh, oh no, that was Trace McSorry. My bad. Is oh, Trace McSorry right. going to play again this week? Uh, I actually have no idea. I totally forgot that even happened. 
Ace, you have any... Uh... It's Colt McCoy. Bebop, Bebop. It's Colt McCoy. It is Colt. Well, it definitely should be. And I think Colt McCoy's that. looked good. I don't even know why they let Trace McSorley go there. I mean... He's terrible. The, the, the frustration of the receivers, you, you, you could just see DeAndre Hopkins throwing his arms up in the air. Like, this guy's brutal. Why are you even giving this guy the chance? I mean... DeAndre Hopkins had 1.4 fantasy points last week. On 10, I take on that 10 a little, targets. On 10 I take targets. that a little personal, to be honest, because it, it, uh, it came down to being very important in my league. But <laughs> I just, I just, I don't know. The Cardinals are awful. I guess with Colt McCoy, you got to give him a little more credit. But I, 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 don't like a, I don't like a line in this game. I don't like playing. Um, it's just two terrible teams playing for really nothing. Yeah, you know what's funny is... uh. Me, you, and Huff all at DeAndre Hopkins. We were leaning on him to get into the playoffs last week, and he let us all down. I think really Trace McSorley let us down. One catch on 10 targets to the most sure-handed receiver in the league at least a few years ago. Definitely still Just throw the ball up to him. Like, yeah. Jesus. Like, I think you might see the squeaky wheel treatment this week. Colt McCoy, when he filled in for uh, Kyler, looked pretty uh, adequate, in my opinion. Good pocket passer, veteran, career backup. So he'll definitely feed DeAndre Hopkins and quell the needs of people uh, in the fantasy realm, but I, I, I honestly do like the uh, the Cardinals money line here, but I'm going to stay away, like you said. Such a weird game. Two, two very poor quarterbacks. Not many things going for either team. Not much to play for, so definitely something I'd stay away from, but if you really need to force a play, uh, for argument's sake, give me the Cardinals money line this week with Colt McCoy over Desmond Ritter. I, I, uh, sorry, Jesse, didn't mean to cut you off, but I... I'll take Colt McCoy over uh, over Desmond Ritter. Solid picks, boys. Excited to see what happens here in these first couple games. Next one we got up is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars are favorited at minus four. Their money line at minus 198 in the over-under, sitting at 43.5. Another two teams that are not playoff bound. But let's send it over to Ace for this one. Jaguars in Houston. What do you think? I think the Jaguars are playoff bound. I think um, they're going to win that division in the AFC South. Um, I, they've been hot rolling lately with uh, Trevor Lawrence playing some really good football. Um, AFC loaded with all that QB talent, all the high-end talents really on that side. But I like Trevor Lawrence and the boys to cover four easily against Houston. Um, maybe take a money line if you're if you're a little nervous or you buy, buy it down to minus three. But this is one of my favorite plays of the week is the Jaguars to roll in Houston as they have their eyes set on a divisional matchup with the Titans to, to take home the AFC South. I think as we're recording this tonight on Thursday night, I think that the Titans are going to get blown out um, by the Cowboys. Malik Willis at QB with Tannehill done for the year. There's no hope. And the Jaguars are looking up and they think that they, they're in a prime position to really steal that division out from under them and begin their reign as Trevor Lawrence is the king of the AFC South. So I expect him to eat. I mean, he's got ETN, Kirk, um, Evan Ingram all firing on all cylinders. I know Zay Jones had a down week last week, but he really popped for those of you in the fantasy playoffs that had him for two or three touchdowns a couple weeks ago, round one. So, yeah, give me Jacksonville minus four. I'm probably taking their team total over. I think they have a great week this week, and Trevor Lawrence continues to roll. Yeah, um, the only the only thing about this game is that it really doesn't matter if they win or lose this game. So you got to think, let Trevor Lawrence play the first half. Um, I, I disagree, actually. What do you mean? I, I, I think um, as a young team, and Doug Patterson is such a good coach that he knows how big momentum is in football and getting some extra reps in 
I I think they're they're gonna they're gonna win this game and play well. Lawrence is gonna have a big day. He's gonna throw for for three hundred. Um, he's looking at this as a win to keep that momentum going, heading into a matchup against the Titans next week, who will not have won a game, assuming they win tonight, um, since previous before Thanksgiving. So, I think he wants yeah, to I stay mean, hot. I, I I agree with you. I think momentum is a is a huge thing, but I mean that's just using your brain. You see all these teams that. Clinched playoff spot, bench their play, bench their top players for week eighteen. It's relatively the same situation. The game means nothing, and you know you don't want your top players getting hurt. Uh, yeah, I I feel like if it was reversed, if they had played the Titans this week and then they'd clinch a division, then next week, I I just think that they need to keep firing all cylinders, and they're not that good of a team. And Trevor Lawrence doesn't have that much experience under his belt. Um, and their defense isn't too good, so maybe the Texans can find a way to score. I don't think they will, but. I love the Jaguars minus four. That's that's my my favorite play of the week, honestly. Yeah, I lean Jaguars as well. Obviously, they're rolling right now. They got a lot going for them. Trevor Lawrence has all the confidence in the world right now, and um, his weapons are playing top of their game right now. Um, it's just a divisional game. There's just so many uncertainties about it. How much they're gonna play? I mean, I guess you're kind of right. It is a young team, but um, I don't know. Four points on the road. I just probably won't touch it. I, I don't. I don't like it. How it uh. How it's all playing out. Just with, without with, without Damian Pierce, I'm so low on Texans being able to produce points. Yeah, but look at their last three games. They lost by one possession to the Cowboys. No, they, yeah, they, yeah. Were, they brought the Chiefs to overtime, and then they just beat the Titans. I know the Titans are awful right now, but they're getting a win. They're just showing that they can compete with every, with any team. I feel like, well, just in my opinion, I mean, obviously those are all valid points you just brought up. But if you look at each of those games individually, Titans, Malik Willis isn't an NFL quarterback. Um, they've been playing. It's not Malik football. Willis. It's, it's Dobbs right now. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I guess he's better than Malik Willis, but still, I mean, if you're going down. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we'll find out. But I think with the Chiefs and the, the Cowboys, I talk, talk about trap games or games that are overlooked. And those two teams are, had their eyes set on much bigger goals than the Houston Texans. So they kind of got... I think the Jaguars are ready for this one. They they they've seen the Texans already this season. Um, they know what's going to be in store. I think they're going to be. I think they're looking to finish the season above five hundred, and uh, win that division. So, yeah, Jaguars minus four. Solid stuff there, boys. Another interesting game there. But let's move forward to this next one: the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. The Lions and Dan Campbell are favorited this week at minus six. Their money line sitting at minus two seventy, and the over under sitting at fifty two and a half. Uh, no, um, no trends or anything from me in this matchup. But what do we think, uh, Mackie? You want to start us off with this one? Uh, yeah, Lions need this one big time to stay alive in that hunt. Sitting at seven and eight right now. Obviously, they're on the outside looking in, but there's a few teams seven and eight right now, and I think that game next week against Green Bay is going to be a huge deciding factor on uh, who gets that last wild card spot, pending what Washington does in Seattle. Um, I like the Lions right now. I know they're they're sliding a little. They got a, they had a tough loss last week in a really, really important game. Obviously, there was um some disappointment in that. Few people, they were favored. They were favorites in that game. They definitely should have uh, came out with the came out with a win there. But they're sitting at seven and eight right now, and I think they get back on their feet in this game and keep it interesting. Um, what's the spread sitting at? Sorry, six. Six. Six is a little high, just because I don't know. It's tough. Tough game last week. I don't know. I don't really know how they're gonna come out this week handling the adversity. But 
I think they definitely get a win. I'm probably not going to touch the spread in this game. It's a little tricky. Obviously, Justin Fields can do a lot of things, and he's the king of covering spreads. So back to our touchdown by the Bears. Um, really spoil a, a six-point game here. So what do you think, who Case? Have, who would have thought that Mackie would be nervous about Justin Fields' uh Breaking some spread. All right, all right. I I've admitted. I've I've admitted multiple times that guy's a lot better no, than I thought he's, he he's was. He's playing good too, and I agree. I agree with you for all the points you just said. I everything's telling me to take the Lions. I, I I'm going to take them in a teaser because I do think they win the game outright. But um, the Bears are going to stick around. Uh, that defense for Detroit is really weak too. If anything, actually, my favorite play is probably the over this week. I think both teams put up points, and it's going to be a punch counter punch type thing, and. Uh, yeah, if who would it, who would be better than Justin Fields' divisional rival to knock the Lions out of a playoff bid, um, having one of their best seasons of our lifetime? So, um, I'm I am actually going to stay away on that that Lions pick, but I think uh, Jamal Williams to get in the end zone, Justin Fields' rushing prop. I I love the over. I just think there's going to be points flying off the board and yards to go everywhere. These are two weak defenses and pretty pretty high flying offenses. So, uh, yeah, definitely a, very, a big definitely a, a big prop game. I think going to be a tightly contested matchup in my opinion it's only sitting at 52 the over under so i i love that play i know a yeah, divisional think... game hoff hoff would be all over uh no no points in a divisional game so i gotta shout that out for him but personally i do like it. i do like it in this matchup yeah i definitely lean over too um i like more, i'm thinking more props like a jamal williams uh <clears throat> touchdown obviously guys in the end zone almost every week almost twice a week every single week so um, this is definitely a game where you can find the back of the end zone. Yeah, and Fields, too. Fields of Williams are, I think, a big days. J- Jared Goff's had a good year, too. I mean, he's been airing it out well. And they actually have weapons on that Lions offense. So, Yeah, I'm actually a big Jared Goff guy. I think he gets a lot more slander than he should. I think that goes back to the point I was kind of bringing earlier. There's so few good NFL QBs that Jared Goff looks even better. Because I always thought he was, like, mids. He was, like, middle tier. Like, definitely a starter in the NFL, but nothing special. And as the the depth of quality QBs keeps depleting. I think uh, Jared Goff keeps moving up the rankings, in my opinion. Definitely a great trade for Matt Stafford. I mean, they're going to get a top pick from the Rams, too. Like, the Rams front office doing everything right. Brought in the right coach, in my opinion. Brought in all the right young guys. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Okuda, I know he's up and down. But Amon Ra, Swift, uh, they moved Hawkinson and got more assets. So they have a lot of money to spend. A lot of assets coming in from multiple trades and their poor performance in the past. So that's going to be a team to watch out for in the future. Even if they don't get it done this year or this week, um, they're, they're, they're going to stick around in my opinion. But yeah, I like the over here. A lot of points. This will be a fun one to watch. Great stuff there, guys. Lots to look forward to in those last few matchups. The next one we have is the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. The Patriots, Aces Patriots are favored at two and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 148 and the over-under sitting at 41.5. Yeah, Ace, you should uh, stress, the Im- stress the importance of this game. Yeah, hit it, Ace. Yeah. Take away on this one. Literally, both teams controlling their own destiny for a playoff berth. Uh, probably the coolest thing I've seen in my life in terms of NFL rule changes is getting that extra team added to the playoffs. So that extra wild card spot really comes down to a bunch of teams at the end of the season. And the best part is my Patriots control their own destiny, playing terrible football right now, making bad decisions um, left and right. But 
one of the worst Patriots teams I've seen in my lifetime. They're still in the playoff hunt, so I guess it's not that bad to be a Patriots fan. Um, I, I do think the Patriots do grab this win. They usually split with the Dolphins year in and year out. So in at home, the Dolphins used to play in that warm weather, get to play in the cold. I, I'm high on Teddy B. I know he's starting this week with Tua out. I think he's a good quarterback, but just some some chemistry issues and going up against that Patriots defense. It's very stout against the passing game. Um, two and a half points is a lot, but I have it at three here. But I think I'm gonna roll with the Patriots this week. If not, I'll tease them because you know they keep it close. They did it against the Bengals last week, and they can grab something on the back door. But uh, yeah, it's, this is gonna be a great game. Maybe not a high flying game like that other divisional matchup we just touched uh, in the Lions and Bears. But I think it's going to be keeping you on the edge of your seat as it's going to be a one-score game throughout. And I think the Patriots defense and Matthew Judon, uh, potential defensive player of the year, especially from the AFC, have a chance at uh, giving the Patriots some more hope for another week. I mean, we win this game, and then we beat the Bills. We're in the playoffs. So not an easy not an easy order, but definitely doable. Mackie, what do you think out of this one? Yeah, it's just two, two divisional games in a row. Uh, it's a tough situation to be in, but you know, at least you control your own destiny, so you can't. Sorry, can't really complain. Um, yeah, no Tua, so obviously you're dealing with Teddy Bridgewater here. I think that really slows the game down. Obviously, uh, brings out a whole new level of the game. This this uh this could come down to a more of a defensive game, and I obviously take the Patriots in that. Um, ten out of ten times. You're also in New England. It's gonna be gonna be pretty cold. And uh, Miami already beat you this year. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I definitely lean Patriots minus three here. This team is just so inconsistent that you just can't, I can't trust them they're one and four in their last last five obviously coming down the stretch not getting wins that they need to get I hate Mac Jones especially um everything that he's been uh slandered for for uh his dirty his dirty plays that he's had over his over his short career that he's had but um I, d- I do like the Patriots I think the defense does enough to get the job done Matt Judon has a big game definitely a low scoring game but I do like the Patriots to come on top and uh have have to go into Buffalo or you go you guys going into Buffalo? Have to go uh, play Buffalo oh, and yeah. uh Quint- Oh yeah. That'll see what tough. they could do there. But the thing is, uh just a few more points on the Patriots. I mean obviously my team, so I'll I'll talk a little bit longer on this one, but listening to the radio around here and sports talk and uh just like general Patriot fan consensus, you catch hate from a lot of different angles, which is why I don't think the Patriots ultimately make the playoffs even if they do win this week. Um even if they do make the playoffs, I don't know how far they're going to go. Just too much criticism all around the field. Um, people, Some people don't like Mac Jones. I personally don't like Matt Patricia. There's an O-line deficiency. There's weak skill players. Um, some people question Bill, which is absurd to me. But I think they're really geared towards next year with a lot of uh, members of Bill O'Brien coming back. And that'll help stabilize Mac Jones. There's also some weird... Uh, trade talk I saw going around of Mac Jones and a Derek Carr type deal and get him back to uh the Raiders but that's not the Jones I'm really focused on this week I'm focused on Marcus Jones he's been a game changer week in and week out on offense defense and uh and on special teams so that's the draft those young guys on defense Jack Jones Marcus Jones uh Kyle Duggar um I think they're gonna have big games this week and they'll surprise I, I could see Tua or not Tua Teddy B throwing a couple picks um you got to contain Tyreek Hill's speed. Good matchup for us with Jonathan Jones. So it'll be it'll be a good one to watch. I'm I'm taking the Patriots this week, but uh, yeah, Mac Jones not the most confident guy in the world. Good stuff, Ace. I'm looking for a solid game out of your Patriots this week. I think that might be a good play. 
Next up is another one o'clock matchup. Just two more left here. The Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are the heavy favorite here at 12 and a half points after the Broncos firing their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Chiefs money line at minus 750 and the over-under at 44 and a half. Chiefs clinching the AFC West division already. What do you guys think about this one? Mackie, start us off. Yeah, this is just a get-by game. Just uh, check check one off the list. Um, obviously, they need this win to stay atop the top of the AFC. They want to get that one seed, but and the one and three seed are playing each other this week, so they have a good chance to um, maybe hop the Bills this week and get that one seed. Maybe get a first round by. They just got to take care of business this week against the Broncos, which they definitely will. Um, last time they, these two teams played together, Chiefs got off to like a twenty-seven nothing lead. Broncos came back. Um, cover a spread, but obviously I don't really think the Chiefs were ever worried about losing that game, and they really won't be again this week. It's just a 12-point spread is a little too high for this. Obviously, I won't be I won't have a play on this game, but I think Pat Mahomes will definitely do enough to uh, get a W this week. Yeah, I mean, do we know who the interim head coach is for the uh, Broncos right now? Or they just hire from within? They promote it from within, I guess. They definitely just promote from within. From within. Uh- yeah, so it's a tough matchup. I think that the Broncos, I, I think they're an awful team and they can't score. But you'd have to think that they're going to try and play their balls off a little bit to uh, to show that they're a good team without that head coach at the helm. But usually these teams in this situation can't get it done. Um, 12 and a half, too much for a divisional matchup. Another divisional matchup as we're late in the season. But uh, I, th- I do think the Chiefs roll this week. I mean, they're firing on all cylinders. And Mahomes is going for that MVP, so... If you want to take some uh, Mahomes props, this would be a good time to do it as he's looking to secure, what, his second MVP of his career. And, uh, yeah, he's got everybody firing on all cylinders over there. I I love the Chiefs a lot, but 12 and a half is a lot for me. Um, Yeah, probably going to be a prop game for sure. But I think maybe a Chiefs team total over. I know that defense for Denver is good, but I think that doesn't matter when you're talking about Patrick Mahomes. And they're going to have the ball a lot as Russell Wilson and gang are forced to punt as they're really punting to next season, in my opinion. So, going to stay away from whatever Russ is cooking. I think I said it in week two. We had that quote posted. Uh, he's been cooking Taco Bell. I think he'd be lucky if he's cooking Taco Bell this time of the year. So, it's more trash than anything. So, I, I like I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs this week to win the game outright. But by the amount of points, not too sure. Maybe a first half play, potentially, if we can get it within a one score. <clears throat> Patrick Mahomes for MVP, though, if you were wondering. My pick. I like it. Jalen Hurts is a bitch for sitting, next, sitting out last game. What about the people talking about Justin Jefferson? While we're on the MVP conversation, people talk about Justin Jefferson getting that single season receiving record and uh, taking it. I ultimately don't think a wide receiver wins, but with inconsistent quarterback play throughout the year, boats talk. Yeah, I mean, you you got to for a receiver to win MVP. I mean, it's got to be an off year for the quarterbacks, and there's just too much uh, competition at that at that level right now for there to for Justin Jefferson to win an MVP. Obviously, what he's doing is incredible, but um, you just can't compare what a receiver does for a team to uh, to Pat Mahomes or what Jalen Hurts has done. Agreed. I think if Patrick Mahomes can lock up that one seed in the AFC and have a strong showing these last couple of weeks, then he should it should be his for the taking. Yeah, I agree, definitely. I think it's his to lose, definitely, right now. There's not much he could do to... Especially I think, against his... I think- Against a good defense, too, he might solidify his case this week with the Denver Broncos. If he can go 303 this week, then then he has it on lock. Yeah, we'll see what he can do. All 
All righty. Not sure about that one. Big spread there, 12 and a half points for the Chiefs. We'll see what happens come Sunday. And our final 1 o'clock matchup is Indianapolis Colts at the New York Giants. The Giants are the favorite here at 5.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 240 and the over-under sitting at 38.5. Mackie, let's shoot it over to you on this one. Odd game here. I don't think either of these teams. Oh, they might be in the hunt. No. What do you think, Mackie? Yeah, Giants sitting at five and a half against a pretty inferior Colts opponent. Um, I think they definitely get a win here. It's just uh, it matters about how much it matters what the Giants can do if if they could uh, close this game out and not really have to have to sweat it. They're definitely the better team. They've been rolling. They got a they got a nice um nice win last week or no they lost last week but they got a nice win two weeks ago to um really get a get a lead on the on the Commanders and they lost in the foot of Greg Joseph last week hit a sixty one yarder to uh to win that game in regulation against the Vikings. But I think they definitely get back on track this week, get a, get a nice win under their belt, and basically solidify a spot in the playoffs. Um, this team deserves to be in the playoffs this year. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are doing just enough to uh, get by, get these close wins that they've uh, that they've gotten all season. And um, I think they, they close out the deal again this week and beat, the Col- be, beat a pretty inferior opponent in the Colts. I mean... Especially after watching uh, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles put on that masterpiece last week. Um, I think that the uh, the Giants will lock in a playoff berth as well. Um, five and a half is a lot this week with that defense, but uh, I think Nick Foles, is, if he gets the start again, I'd definitely be looking at him to throw an interception. I know the line won't be that good, but that might be one of my favorite plays. Um, no Jonathan Taylor either, so I think Barkley will probably have a day. Even though it's a tough Colts run defense, I think they're going to feed him a lot. And yeah, you're right, Danny Dimes does deserve a playoff berth, and uh, if there was a time to secure it, would be right now this week at home against the Colts. Give me the uh, Giants. I'll take a minus five for, for talking sake, but I won't be throwing that on the card. Yeah, but um, if you look at the standings, if, if you're the Giants, you, re- you don't really want that second wild card spot. You definitely would rather play the Vikings and the Niners in the playoffs first round. Honestly, um, yeah. being the set, being the I mean, that last wild card team, obviously you don't want to play around. You want to secure a spot in the playoffs. You're not going to blow a game, but yeah. um, I mean it just it's it's a pretty shit, shitty situation for them. I, I don't really think they stand a chance against the Niners team in a, in a playoff round going into San Francisco. Um, if they had a second chance against Minnesota, I think they'd definitely be able to come out on top in that one. Um, yeah, that, I agree. The the one thing I would have to to ask you about those. I know that you'd rather see the Vikings than the Niners because of past success and that Niners defense is scary and all those weapons and Shanahan and the Vikings like the choke, but wouldn't you rather see a rookie quarterback, especially Mr. Irrelevant? No. Not against Kirk Cousins in a primetime game in the playoffs when you can tear apart that defense. I mean, you you think Daniel Jones wants to see Nick Bosa coming at him 40 times a game like it's the last person you want to see i'd rather see micah parsons than that guy um yeah no the niners are my super bowl pick so i i just i was just wondering no i definitely uh and and brock purdy's not playing anything he hasn't showed a sign of weakness yet that i've seen so i mean yet to play in a big game but yeah yeah i mean but how much does he really have to do no you've seen how far the niners team has gone not too much i agree with you but yeah, no, just just wanted to see your thoughts on that. But yeah, I think the, the Giants get it done this week uh, and get to the playoffs for the first time in a few years at least. Since that boat pick, I think. 
<laughs> the iconic boat pick. <laughs> yeah, they need to break that trend and get rid of that so there's no more memes. You got to get Odell and the Cowboys for that for the uh for the time being though just because of the irony there. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want Odell on my team. He's going to take an Odell boat pick with the Cowboys and then you guys won't live it down. The rest of Jerry no, Jones. I think he knows better now. Yeah. Yeah, he has a ring, so maybe you're right. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up our 1 o'clock slate. It's time to move into our 4 o'clock games here on Sunday. The first one up is the New York Jets at the Seattle Seahawks. The Jets are just a a 1.5 point favorite this week against the Seahawks. Their money line sitting at minus 126 and the over-under sitting at 41.5. Nothing else from me here. Why don't you start off, Ace? Yeah, this is actually a pretty interesting game to look at. Um, Imagine coming into the season... And hearing Jets and Seahawks this week, you'd be like, oh, I'm not watching that one. One of the worst games you can see. But now we have two 7-8 teams fighting for their playoff lives. I mean, I know we talked about the Dolphins and Patriots on the AFC side earlier, but the, the Jets still have a chance in their own right. And then the Seahawks really have a big chance, especially with the Commanders uh, having not an easy matchup this week with the with the Browns. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see Geno Smith going up against the former team who Drafted him and canned him, so you'd call this a revenge game for Geno Smith. And uh, it's a good defense, though, with uh, Sauce and, and whatnot. But then I think Mike White is slated to start this week, and I'm personally not high on him. I know there's records good, and some people like to roll with them. But I like the Seahawks as underdogs this week. Um, I know it's an away game, but Geno Smith lived in this locker room for plenty of year and uh, kind of had his career almost ruined there. But he bounced back and didn't count himself out, so... I like the Seahawks money line this week to uh, keep their playoff hopes alive in a very successful season for Pete Carroll and Co. Yeah, I'm definitely on the same side as you, but uh, Mike White being back is a, is a pretty big factor, obviously. Um, we saw that game last week with Zach Wilson. Guy has zero confidence. Salah said he wants to keep him around and keep developing him, but I don't. I, don't, I think that's just for the media to hear. I don't really think that they have much to do, much more to do with Zach Wilson. I mean, at this point, you just got to move out from the, on from the guy. Um, but bringing my Mike White back in, I think it's gonna. A lot of people are gonna over exaggerate this. I think they're gonna think that the Jets are gonna come in and maybe roll over this game. I know you're going into Seattle, but um, I'm on the other side. I do. I think Seattle gets a win here. Pete Carroll is gonna outcoach this game. Um, Geno Smith. I mean, he's had a few off weeks in his past few weeks, but ultimately he's having a really good season and um, he's shown some elite elite play. And I think he's able. To at least beat the Jets this week and uh, keep their chances alive in the playoffs, they really need this one. Obviously, the Jets do too, but I think their season's definitely a little more down in the dumps than the Seahawks are right now. Um, Geno Smith does enough to get this win. Like you said, Ace, come the beginning of the season, I think it's going to be a whack game to watch, but it might turn out to be okay. All right, the next four o'clock game is the San Francisco Forty ers at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Forty ers are the favorite here at nine and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 480 and the over-under sitting at 41.5. Nothing else from me in this matchup. Another 4 o'clock matchup. Ace, do you want to get us going here? I mean, a team that I was high on all year, the the Las Vegas Raiders, um, really been off of them ever since they beat my Patriots. Is I can't stand to look at that logo. But uh, they're in shambles now at 6-9. and nine. Season's over, really looking towards next season. They decided to bench Derek Carr, which is kind of funny as I watched Devontae Adams' interview as he really signed there to play with his boy. But uh, now they have Jarrett Stidham at the helm, and I've seen him play for Josh McDaniels before, and he's not 
nothing to write home about. So I feel like it's going to be a heavy Josh Jacobs game. But then you have to board this question. Oh, wait, you're playing against the best defense in the NFL, in my opinion, in the San Francisco 49ers and their juggernaut of uh, Mr. Irrelevant and whatnot. So uh, I definitely like the Niners to win here. Ten points, though, geez. High spread on the road, but uh, they've shown everything they can get it done. I might take a Jarrett Stidham interception or another McCaffrey touchdown, as he likes to, uh, as I said last week, have a revenge against not being picked for the Pro Bowl, even though his stats should put him in there. But, uh, yeah, I don't expect much from Vegas. Jacob's going to be running into a brick wall, probably still going to see 20-plus carries. Jared said I'm going to throw a pick or two, maybe three, if he's feeling lucky and stays in the game long enough. Um, yeah, in my opinion, no chance the Raiders win this week. Um, going to be a prop game for me, if anything, but Niners continue their success and look to move into a lengthy playoff run. Mac, you got any differing of thoughts on this one? Um, no, definitely not on a different side as you. I just think the Niners absolutely roll them this week. Um, defense is just brutal. I think Brock Purdy's been rolling with this offense. They have all the confidence in the world in him. So, I mean, the offense has been rolling. The defense has been best in the league, like you said. Um, I, the, yeah, the Raiders got nothing going for them. I mean, um, I think this is this. They blow this game out the water. I don't think ten's nearly enough. I think. I mean, they're on the road, so. That's the only thing holding me back here, but I do really love the Niners here. Um, another question I have. What do you think about Josh McDaniel's future in, in Las Vegas? you think it's done? Oh, definitely not done. I think they're going to – they give him that deal. They're not going to throw in towel after one season. Um, they're going to roll it back next year and see if it's true that he is a bad head coach or if he just needs a season to get the team under his belt. Weak defense. Um, I guess they need to find their quarterback or figure it out at least. So I think they'll give him one more go and – I think it'll be a better outcome next year, in my opinion. Too too much too much talent to, to not give him another chance at least. Yeah, and you got Devontae Adams there, so just try to build around him. Um, yeah, we'll see what he could do next year. Gonna be interesting. See if he could stay around. Alrighty, the next four o'clock game we got is the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are the favorite here at home at minus three. Their money line sitting at minus one eighty six, and the over under sitting at forty eight and a half. Yeah, take it away, Mackie. What do you think? This is just uh, one of the good games of the week, one of the ones you're actually going to look forward to. Uh, Packers sitting at three-and-a-half-point favorites is definitely a little surprising, but I think that says a lot about how this game's really going to go. It's Aaron Rodgers against the NFC North, and what has he done against the NFC North the past 12 years, 13 years? Um, he just absolutely owns it, and he's in, he's in a situation here where he needs to win. I think he definitely gets the job done on his home field. Um, Kirk Cousins is not going to be playing well in this, in this weather. Um, in this situation, I mean, they're not really, I guess they're kind of still playing for that first seed, but they, need, they would need a lot to happen. Um, I think the Packers definitely win, win this game and uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. I think they can maybe even sneak into a playoff spot here if Washington's able to blow, blow, a, um, blow a game here this week against the Browns. They would definitely have a pretty good chance with uh, a few other teams losing. So um, give me Aaron Rodgers in this game to uh, cover a three-point spread. Yeah, you know what's what's crazy to me is the fact that this is an important game because we said at the beginning of the year is going to be Packers-Vikings at the end of the season to see who wins the division, but it's Packers-Vikings to see if the Packers can edge out the Lions for the division. So, I mean, a team we wrote off a long time ago, really playing great football right now, the, the Green Bay Packers, uh, stealing that win last week with the concussed Tua throwing interceptions and ruining my play. But, um, yeah, I, I honestly like the Vikings money line here. Um in a statement season, owning that division at twelve and three, I know that they they're a fake twelve and three a bit, but um, 
I think they make their statement and knock the Packers out of the division and stake their claim to, to Oni and having a high seed. Um, we'll get a nice line on the money line if you don't want to take them plus three and a half. Hoff always says take the points in the in the divisional game. Um, but I'm going to take the money line here. Maybe an, even an alternate spread minus two and a half if the line gets juicy. But I think the, the Vikings really hand it to Green Bay like they did at the beginning of the season and um, make sure that Aaron Rodgers doesn't get into the playoffs. Ace, I don't think we've ever been on the same side of this many games before. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I agree. There's <laughs> also not, maybe we didn't even notice because Huff's not here to to give like a third take, but yeah. I'd, yeah, give a, give a different insight. Well, this, yeah. is, this, is a, this is a weird week though. It's like a lot of teams are out, you know? Yeah, and it, I don't really like a lot of games this week. It's maybe like two or three that I actually really like. It's definitely going to be a slow week on the card. Yeah, um, I'm not going to put that Vikings pick on the card, but I do like the money line there. I think that they knock out the Packers. What was another one we liked? Seahawks, I, I could card that one. Not carding Niners Vegas, Not maybe a team card on Washington. Not Philly Saints, not Bucks Panthers. Not Giants, even though I think they win. I like the Patriots. Giants are uh, a trap, I think. Yeah, I like the Patriots. Chiefs I like, but too many points. Jaguars I love. I'm definitely doing that. Lions and Bears, I love that over. Um, All right, what are we, what are we on? Uh, Rams Chargers? Yeah, I think we have one more 4 o'clock game. Let me just, I'm just going to make sure I tweet this before. I just tweet it. I'm going to post it to our story real quick now. Good stuff, boys. Another 4 o'clock game coming up here in L.A. The Los Angeles Rams at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Battle of L.A. there in SoFi. The Chargers are the favorite here at 6.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 275. And the over-under sitting at 42.5. I think this is going to be an interesting game. I think 6.5 is a lot. I don't know what you guys think. I think the Rams have been playing a little better than we expected coming off this thing with the with Baker and all that junk. Um, but the Chargers are pretty pretty all right. Mackie, take it away. Yeah, the one thing you got to think here is that it's essentially a home game for both teams. They play in the same stadium. So um, the home, home, field, home field advantage does not matter here. Baker's been Baker's been kind of scary to bet against, I guess you would say. Um, the the numbers he put up last week were pretty incredible. Um, he's just been uh been kind of doing enough to stick in games, and obviously you got a you got a tough tougher opponent here. But I, I don't know, six and a half points is a little tough. Chargers also are playing for a lot. They really want that five seed so they they can um they can get the Jaguars or the or the Titans in that first round and have obviously a lot easier matchup than either the Bengals, Chiefs or Chiefs or um. Bills, um, so I think the Chargers are going to come out strong. They are going to they're going to play really well. I think they do get the job done. Um, I, I I do lean six. They they cover six and a half. I think that it, that um they can win this game by double digits. But uh, I don't know. It's just a little a little too much uh, uncertainties with the Rams and Baker Mayfield uh, for me to put put have an actual play on this. Yeah, Mackie, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, honestly, you know what I'm going to look at this week with that game? Six and a half's a lot, so I'm I'm gonna throw together maybe a two team or three team parlay because there's a few teams I like this week, money line, and I can't see them covering their spreads. <clears throat> maybe I throw in them with the Chiefs or the Giants or a couple of them, maybe three team with Chiefs and Giants, get some good odds there. But uh, Giant, I, Giants, Lions, Chargers. Yeah, that 
see that's a nice looking parlay or even if you want to tease it but like i'd rather just parlay it and see what you can get just to win it straight up and um yeah when it's funny we i've been saying this all week but uh coming into the season this would be a great game to see at the if you're thinking about it you know rams reigning champs against the chargers hot team with a lot of offseason acquisitions in the same stadium la versus la this would be prime time tv but uh you know a lot of things have happened now we got baker mayfield at the helm so I think he had a great week last week on Christmas, and that was his present for the year. And I think he's going to get back into the Baker Mayfield suck cycle. And Justin Herbert really uh, makes people know that this is not a team to sleep on going into the playoffs. Austin Eckler, guy scores every week too, so that's probably going to be something to look at as well. I think the Chargers definitely roll and uh, stake their claim as a legitimate AFC wildcard contender. Potential to go on a run like Joey B did last year. Um, very similar team as that one, so... Definitely don't sleep on those Chargers. Remember when Mackie said they were a bad team? No, remember when I said they were a bad team injured? They're, they're good. Because they good. were. Because they were, you know. They had a 40% chance of making the playoffs going into Week 13. You know, they got a little healthy, and they went on a four-game winning streak. This is the same team that I predicted to have 13 wins at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, they were a bad team injured, but they're they're a good team. They're a good team. All right, so I'm, I'm, I want to see where you stand now. Beginning of the year, you said they're going to be elite. Middle of the year, you were down on them. Now, you know they're a playoff team. What do you think they can could, can achieve with the playoff run? Do you think they're one and done, or do they have a Joe Burrow-esque run? No, I don't see a Joe Burrow-esque run. I think they're definitely a little too uh, inexperienced for that, especially they don't really have the coaching for that either. I'm not very high on Brandon Staley. But um, I think they can get maybe a, they'll, I think they'll get a playoff win if they can get that five seed. But you know you're going after that you're either going into Kansas City or you're going into Buffalo and you're you're not getting Justin Herbert's not getting a win there. I mean, Justin, he does, Herbert he versus, Justin Herbert versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's probably not a matchup they wouldn't mind seeing. They see him twice a year, you know. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, you don't want to see that guy in in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's, that's all I'm gonna best say. Quarter, best quarter, best player in the league. But um, yeah, I I think they could go if you look at the makeup of the team. The Chargers team to that Bengals team last year that went on a Cinderella run. Um, I mean, pretty similar in my opinion. A lot, lot of weapons both in the backfield and out wide. Decent tight end. Solid young quarterback in his first real run. Um, they have more playmakers on defense. I know they're still missing the injured Rayshon Slater and was Joey Bosa maybe. Um, Cleo Mack. I don't know. They have a lot of injuries. But uh, Yeah, but the... Um... The Chargers, this this Chargers team that's been consistent over the last few years has been very good at losing big games and losing important yeah. games. So uh, yeah, Joe was, Burrow that, wasn't really known for that. It's actually the opposite, guys. Guy won games. He won important games. So um, yeah, for, I was I was saying from the same skill set, but besides Joe Burrow, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But besides Burrow being a winner, career winner, I think your point about Brandon Staley not being as uh, as good of a coach as that Zach Taylor out in Cincinnati is it is brings true but yeah definitely not a team to sleep on i think they can wreak some havoc you don't want to see the chargers on your schedule at least in the playoffs yeah definitely definitely the battle of la there four o'clock on sunday excited for that one we'll see what happens let's move forward to the primetime game on sunday 8 p.m in vault in baltimore pittsburgh steelers at the baltimore ravens the ravens are the favorite here at minus two and a half their money line sitting at minus 142 and the over-under sitting at 35.5. Going to be an interesting game here. I think you know the Steel- both teams wanting to win here. Uh, Ravens sitting in the wild card, I believe. Steelers in the hunt, the low hunt. But 
It's happening. I think the Ravens might be. Ravens might be. Uh, they might have clinched. The division. They, they might have clinched. be ahead of the the Bengals. Yeah, they clinched a playoff no, spot. They clinched a playoffs. What are they? One game. I don't back think. Yeah, the they're, they're not they're a game of back from the Bengals. Yeah, Bengals have that tiebreaker too. Do they? Is it a sweep? Yep, they're one game back. Yep. All right, but yeah, they're they're the they already clinched the playoffs. Uh, it is Jesse. It is Pickett going this week though. Yes, it is Pickett. Yeah, and they're they're one of those teams that's hanging around in the hunt somehow. Um, but I think Baltimore is such a weird team. Can't bet on this game. Because Lamar Jackson's been out. He's questionable. You don't know if he's playing. Um, the defense is up and down. The Baltimore Ravens have been winning low-scoring tight games against bad teams. And the Steelers have been upping their play week in and week out. So, definitely a stay-away game, but a fun one to watch. I'll probably have a play on it, definitely, actually. It's Sunday Night Football. I definitely will. All eyes are going to be on this uh, classic rivalry matchup. But I don't know which way I lean yet. You, you're definitely going to have to tune into our socials. Mac, do you have a play right now on this one? Two and a half for the No, no. No, I definitely don't. Um, You know, is Tyler Huntley going? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't even Nobody know. Nobody knows. I don't even think they know. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. There's a lot of in, in uncertainties in this game. Steelers are hanging on by a thread right now. Obviously, um, Mike Tomlin still hasn't had a losing season, I think, ever. They so, did it for Franco. Yeah, so we'll see if he can keep that up. Let's see if they do it this do week for Mike. Needs a few more wins. I think this is definitely a spot where they can definitely uh, get a win, but I don't know. I don't, I don't see this team making the playoffs this year. Um, just hanging on by a thread right now. And to quote Huff, because he would be saying this, if he was here, I'll take the Steelers and the points, but I want to take a money line. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely pretty accurate. Divisional matchup, this will be a great Sunday night football game. Uh, definitely excited to watch this. I hope Lamar plays, though. I really do. I bet you the line shifts as well when he gets confirmed, if he gets confirmed. Yeah, do we think the Steelers can take down the Ravens with no Lamar? We will see here on Sunday. Look forward to Huff's pick. All of our picks. On oh wait, Sunday. last, last pick, last point on that game, Jesse. Didn't we see this matchup a couple weeks ago? Yes, we did. Um, and Tyler Huntley came on top with a late score, yeah, he did. late late field goal. Was a one or two point game. Totally yeah, it was a, I remember the Steelers came back and fought fought back hard, but not a lot of points scored for both sides. So maybe an under game here. The over yeah, under two, two point game, thirty five points. Yeah, what was it 13, 16, 14. 14 Yeah. Something like that. I knew. Which so is yeah, a that, that would hit the under. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why they got the line so low. So if you see Lamar step in, maybe you can hit. The lines are going to shift if he goes in. So you got to check out our cards. But for if sure. Lamar plays, I like two and a half for the Ravens and the over 35. But it's not going to be sitting there. So really tune in. Yeah. Lots of time between now and Sunday night. So stay tuned for that. Like he said. All right. Final game of the week. The Monday primetime game. 8.30 p.m. The Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bills are just one and a half point favorites. Their money line sitting at minus 116 and the over-under sitting at 49 and a half. The Bills have clinched the AFC East division. The Bengals can clinch the AFC North division title with a win plus a Baltimore loss or tie or a Cincinnati tie and a Baltimore loss. So... What do we think about this one, boys? Mackie, let's start off here with you on this Monday night matchup. Yeah, definitely game of the week. The one that we're all uh, going to be looking forward to. We've got to wait till Monday night. But um, two two of the top three teams in the league, in my opinion, going to go at it. Uh, I, I do like the Bills in this game. I think uh, the, 
Bengals kind of need a loss here. They're on a seven game winning streak. They don't really, you know, you don't, you don't really like to lose games, but set, bringing a nine game winning streak into the playoffs isn't always the best thing either. Um, I feel like you're bound to lose one, but I think the Bills do win this game this week and basically clinch that number one seed in, in the uh, AFC. I think they will get that number one seed. Um, just two elite teams going at it. Josh Allen tends to win these regular season games that, uh, you know, Bills, Bills, uh, Bills, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Bengals, shit, just stuff like that. Josh Allen's very, um, very consistent in these games in the regular season. I think he's going to find a way to win this game as well. That just that defense is a little, is I think that defense is going to be the difference maker in this game. Um, Bengals don't really have as good as a, of a defense, and I don't know. Josh Allen's not going to have to work as hard as uh, Joe Burrow is to just kind of pick apart this uh, Bills defense as. I would say they're top three, three to five defense in the league. Um, I think they definitely get this win. Yeah, I've I've been looking forward to this matchup all week ever since I saw it. Honestly, um, I know a lot of people have playoff fantasy championship implications with Burrow, uh, Chase, Diggs, Allen, Knox, and whatnot, Mixon too. But um, yeah, this is going to be a hotly contested game. That's why the game sits at minus one. And both teams show a glimpse of being the best teams in the NFL, and they have some faltering moments, like last week with the Bengals almost slipping up against the Patriots, and uh, the Bills dropping games to the Jets and having tight games with the Bears and whatnot. So I, I think personally it's going to be a high-scoring game. I know it's in, it's going to be a cold night, Monday night, 8.30. Um, is it just me, or do, do the games normally start earlier on Monday night? 8.30 start? It seems a little late to me. Yeah, it does feel late. I don't know. I feel like it's always 8.15. Yeah, I wonder why. Maybe because it's two such good teams. Maybe there's like a ceremony of sorts or something. I don't know, but we'll, we'll have to see. I'm, I'm excited to watch this one. Um, right now, I'm leaning the over. Uh, don't know a side yet. I want to say Bengals, especially at home, um, to lock up the division. And I do think that that offense is just firing on all cylinders. Um, Stefan Diggs kind of uh, been getting mad. I don't know if you guys have noticed that lately with his... With his play, with the play calling on the Bills sidelines, I mean, maybe that's just the way he plays animated player, but definitely. Something no, I mean he him. has been, he has been um, showing some frustration on that sideline. He's been kind of invisible these past few weeks. Not who he used to be. Uh, not looking like a top, top three receiver right now, at least. Yeah, no, it's it's. I don't know. Jamar Chase looks like the the better receiver in this matchup, and uh, T Higgins really been having a great season as well. So. Expect them to eat. I think. I think Joe and Josh are both going to be throwing the ball all night long. Love forty nine uh, yeah. and a half as the over. It, it it's definitely going to be a shootout. I feel like uh, anytime two teams like this show come come together, especially in the prime time, it's always a shootout. Going to be a pretty intense fourth quarter. Um, on paper, yeah. game of the year. Definitely, I'd say yeah. so. And will be important for playoff seeding as well. If the if the Bengals can win this one, they can eke out that two seed. From the, uh, get a, yeah, from get the Bills. get a get a home game in the second round. That's important too, and plus that first round, Chargers and Ravens probably taking the five and six seed. I'd rather see whoever the seventh seed is going to be than either of those teams. Yeah, definitely. So definitely will be a great game. Check out our socials for our plays. I know Huff, Jesse, Mackie, and myself will definitely be putting some out for Sunday night, Monday night football. We're really honing in on those primetime games for you, but. Uh, Definitely excited to watch this week of football. That's it for me this week. I don't know what you guys got. Yeah, solid week 17. I mean, some good games, some not so good games. It's going to be an interesting week. See how many plays we can get out and do what we can. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. Mackie, you want to take us away?
Yeah, just uh, another week of football. I just got to get through kind of a boring week 17 to get to uh, last week of football. Um, playoffs coming up. That's really it. Uh, go Pats. Go Bees. I hate New Englanders. Bees are sick, Mackie. Come on. You want to watch yeah, just, and bet them every I'm night. Waiting, I'm waiting for the exit in the playoffs. and then I'm, just I'm waiting for the entrance to the playoffs for Mac Jones controlling their own destiny. Let's go, boys. <laughs> Matt Patricia, stud offensive play caller. Never in doubt. Let's go. We'll see. Unreal. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you, everyone. See you next time. All righty, everyone can stop recording. And that's going to do it for us on this episode of Hit the Books. Thank you to everyone who tunes in each and every week. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do what we do here. So please like, share, and subscribe wherever you can. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our plays each and every night in the NHL, NFL, MLB, NBA, college basketball, and college football. Thank you again, and see you next week.